Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fitness enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are talking about how what we consume affects our fitness. What we feed ourselves has the power to help or hurt us in our fitness journey. Now, most of us are aware of how the food we eat might impact us, but are you aware of the other food sources in your environment and how your consumption of them can impact your health? Lean in to learn three questions you need to ask yourself to ensure your holistic functioning fitness diet is helping rather than hurting your progress. I'm Sin, your host of Redefining Fitness with SAS Factor Fitness, and I'm a former competitive athlete turned fitness enthusiast and first responder, and I invite you to join me on a journey to rediscover and become our most fit, authentic selves. Here, you can explore new ways to reduce pain, increase energy and strength, and improve your overall well-being so that you can look and feel your best inside and out. And I'm pumped to answer your questions today about what to consume to help improve your fitness. So let's dive in. The conversation around diet and what we should consume to gain and maintain health and fitness usually focuses on choices of what to eat or drink, caloric manipulation, restriction, things like that. But our diet is more than food for our physical body. It includes food for the mind and spirit also. Just as foods we eat fuel our minds and our bodies, so does spiritual food we consume fuel our spirits and the intellectual foods feed our minds. Now, you might be asking, Sin, come on now, what does feeding my spirit and my mind have to do with reducing pain, getting fit, lean and strong? Well, the truth is that what we ingest from all sources has physiological and psychological consequences. And quite frankly, it informs our behavior in the moment and going forward, which has an impact on whether or not we stick with our fitness programs. What we consume has the power to alter emotions, to raise or lower stress, cortisol, inflammation, anxiety, all of that stuff, all of these things in the body, regardless of the source. And that includes feeding your mental and spiritual self. What we consume affects behaviors and behavioral change. And behaviors are the actions that we engage in continuously that show up as our habits, you know, the habits that keep us active and moving or sedentary, habits that keep us intentionally eating foods we love that love us back, or grabbing whatever is handy, tasty, and quickly consumed. Remember, what we perceive, we believe, and what we believe, we think, and what we think, we do, because our thoughts lead to our actions, and actions continue over time form our habits. And so in order to effectively change our behavior, we need to shift our mindset, which means looking at our physical, mental, and spiritual food choices. And that includes a variety of things we introduce to ourselves and then consume. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, what are you listening to? Sound has been shown to be intimately connected to our emotions and has the ability to affect us in powerful ways. It can motivate behavior in helpful and unhelpful ways, depending on our experiences as individuals and our current circumstances. I mean, think about it. Have you ever put on your favorite playlist, your favorite playlist to help you get pumped up for or through an event, a breakup, competition, presentation, or simply to lift you up while you're cleaning the house? 
Have you noticed how your whole vibe changes the minute your jam comes on? I mean, hey, get me listening to some 80s R&B or some 90s alternative music, and I will dance around my entire place singing at the top of my lungs and have it spick and span before you can say P-Funk meets Nirvana. Hey, don't judge me. I like a little flashlight. Y'all don't know nothing about that. I like a little flashlight smelling like teen spirit. I don't know about you. You have your own thing. I have mine. But music is important. What we're listening to is important. And just like the music that we're listening to has an effect, what people say can have a similar effect as music does. I mean, do you remember that scene where Rocky tells his son, life ain't all puppy dogs and rainbows. It ain't about how you can hit or how hard you can hit, but about how hard you can get hit and keep on moving because that's how winning is done. Man, I know that that scene pumped me up and I'm not even into the Rocky series. I know blasphemy, but I'm not. But that song, that scene pumped me up. You know, try to listen to speeches like that or to those given by people like Michelle, Denzel, Tony, Brene, whoever you're listening to and not feel like you're rising up, rising up. Bottom line, you have to be careful that what you're listening to is helpful for you and not the other way around because words sounds, music can all shut us down in the same way that they lift us up and motivate us to act. Case in point, do you wake up immediately and turn on the news or a podcast or other media that tends to get your blood boiling at the topic of conversation, but that's still your morning routine? Maybe you start mumbling to yourself or are full on arguing with the television or your radio or the phone. Does anybody else do that or is is that just me? I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've learned I have to be very careful with what I'm listening to first thing in the morning. I've realized that it impacts my entire day. So I've had to make adjustments to what I consumed so as not to have everything go off the rails just because some on-air personality flipped my lid, right? I, I noticed the same thing happening at work when I got to work. Every morning, my team would have the television on in the break room to a particular news outlet. And the entire morning was filled with what was wrong in the world, how stocks were plummeting, floods and fires were annihilating whole communities, and the terrible, terrible things that people did to one another. Basically, it was like the call of the four horsemen of the apocalypse declaring, we ride at dawn. I called it the murder, death, kill show. Shout out to Demolition Man. But I mean, the truth of it was, the fact was, who wants to listen to all the ways we're killing each other, the way that we're killing ourselves, the way that we're swindling one another or otherwise bringing about the fall of mankind? Who wants to listen to that? But every day I would walk into the break room and see the tone and the vibe of the happy, compassionate people I had just seen walk in the front door, 20 minutes later filled with frustration, hopelessness, and anger. And this was just before they began their workday as public servants, dealing with the public, and often in situations that were already emotionally charged. Recipe for disaster, right? I mean, we can see that. But some of us, some of you out there are unaware of the correlation between what you're listening to and why you're constantly stressed, why you're unable to sleep well or eat or work out the way that you wish or otherwise live a uh, a life that you truly enjoy. The loom and gloom reports 
are truly enough to have anyone who listens to them in a funk. So it's not a it's not you. It's it's the fact that these things are out there and we're we're absorbing them into our lives and then trying to function. And it gets a lot of us down. It gets most of us in a wrong place, in the wrong mindset, right? You know, now I'm not sure about how you get your news or even if you can relate to what I'm talking about here, but it can be difficult for some of us to see the correlation between um, our temperament changes and what we're consuming with respect to the choices of what we listen to, particularly at the start of the day. But as we adjust, so changes our experiences throughout the day. Even as we wish to remain aware of the local and global news to stay informed or make choices, we can tip the scales the opposite direction. We can get that information, but not the effect. So in other words, we have to try to look at shifting the amount of that blood boiling information that we consume to well below that of the information that we can take in that's actually helpful to make progress to attain your actual goals, right? Reduce the consumption of information from media sources that lean into all of that incitement and focus more on excitement, on inspirational and creative ways to achieve the goals, whatever they are that you're working on. Your fitness goals, perhaps, right? Become obsessed with consuming information about what you're trying to accomplish rather than what you want to avoid. The key is to listen to and consume stimulus that you love, that loves you back in the same way that you treat the food you eat. Like if you notice, if you were to notice that ingesting dairy were to give you gas, would you stop consuming it to to enjoy better gastrointestinal health? I'm going to hazard a guess you probably would. And the same should be true of what you're listening to, which brings us to question number two. Who are you listening to? Who? All of us, all of us, we look to others for support and or, you know, wise counsel when we're faltering and need a boost. It's a healthy behavior to seek out assistance and support when we need. But are you seeking counsel from and listening to people with knowledge around your specific situation? or around those giving generalized advice that doesn't consider your specific needs, like maybe dealing with chronic pain or injury recovery or shift work, similar issues, right? Not all counsel is good counsel, and even less of it is God counsel or counsel of whatever higher power you put your faith in and believe in. It's not all created equal. Many people mean well, and in their efforts to protect you from what they perceive as harm, They play devil's advocate to poke all the holes in your vision to try to get you to put down your dreams and pick up whatever they believe is a sensible solution. And they do it out of what they believe to be kindness. But maybe it's not what's for you. You know, some of you have been struggling with how to regain your fitness and you're talking to people that are trying to help, but they they just aren't. And some of you are talking to people who are telling you, that the problem is you, it's you not wanting it enough without taking into consideration your situation that maybe they don't even understand or have to deal with. For instance, maybe you work a 12-hour shift at night, right? Who's my shift workers out here? And when you get home, your kids are just getting up for school. So 
in order to have time with them, maybe you decide I'm not going to go right to bed. I'm going to make breakfast and I'm going to talk to my kids and see what's going on in their lives. Maybe I'm going to drive them to school. Right. And, and, and enjoy and talk to some of the people out there, the other parents and get an eyeball on who are my kids hanging out with? What other things are my kids getting into? What does the school look like? Who are their teachers? And you do this, you try to involve yourself. And then by the time you get back home, you realize you're not getting into bed until much, much later and you're exhausted and you, you only have maybe six hours left in the 24 hour period before you have to go to sleep, get back up, washed and on the road to do it all over again. Hello, shift work, right? Life of a first responder. Those of us who know, know, when do you prioritize your workout in that schedule? Now I'm not saying that it can't be done, but When we're talking about listening to other people being our counsel, it's not always as simple as just prioritizing it. And if you're talking to those people who are telling you that, you may not be getting the wisest counsel possible. On the other hand, there are some people who talk to you who don't have your best interests at heart at all. They might be focused on their own issues and they're setting out to ridicule and diminish and otherwise crush your dreams for their own reasons and purposes. And maybe you've been blessed to have seen many sunrises and lots of nagging aches and pains to remind you of all the fantastic adventures you've been on during those sunrises, right? And you find yourself on the unfortunate side of aging and pain jokes that touch just enough truth to leave you feeling foolish for even trying to regain your fitness or to remain active in those types of things that brought you those wonderful adventures. You got to be aware of whether the people that you surrounded yourself with are speaking life or death over you and your goals, because there's something to be said about the power of words that are spoken of their others. There's this passage in a really famous text that says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's how Ephesians 4.29 puts it. So I got to ask you, and you should ask yourself, are you seeking counsel from folks who are building you up according to your needs? Does it benefit you? Do you speak this way to others? Now, of course, this is not about just saying what we think people want to hear, but it's about being helpful to them depending on their needs. And for those of us dealing with chronic pain as we restart or continue our fitness journeys, it's incredibly important that our specific needs around pain, old injuries, or other issues are considered in the wise counsel that we seek because words are powerful. Proverbs 18.21 puts it this way, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. What people continually speak over you has power, positive or negative, when we consume it. Most of us can remember a situation where the words spoken over us affected us positively or negatively, right? You can think back around a time that what people were saying affected us. It either pumped us up or it pulled us down. So be sure to surround yourself with people whose fruit you consume has the power of life rather than death over you and your goals. Think about what could happen 
if you want to be active and eat a healthy diet, but the people around you continually ridicule you. They shame your choices, call you difficult, ask why you always have to be extra, why you can't just relax and eat the food everyone else is eating, because surely if it wasn't okay and safe, they wouldn't sell it to us. You're just doing too much. When you are firmly rooted in your resolve, maybe you can withstand that. But for how long? And when you're already struggling with yourself and your life and your situation, how much extra struggle can you take on and still be successful? and be sustainably successful. And even if you can manage all of that, I mean, why would you choose to get on the struggle bus? I will say this, it's not my path. I'm trying to work smarter, not harder. And definitely, I'm not making it harder on myself just to arbitrarily make others feel more comfortable. Now, I'm not saying to ditch your friends and your loved ones who maybe don't understand your goals and visions, but surround yourself with people who understand your goals who are headed in the same direction, who will lift you up and support you when needed, who will walk with you because you're headed in the same or similar direction, who will hold you accountable and allow you to give and pour into them as they give and pour into you. Because symbiosis is important for us as humans. We seek connections and relationships that are mutually beneficial for us. We enjoy the equitable, easy give and take of connected relationships. We were designed to be in community with others and we crave it because community is important. So make sure to surround yourself with people who motivate and inspire you to keep going. Keep your friends and family who may have good intentions but don't understand in the place that they belong, being helpful and supporting to you in other areas of your life. Then pulse check your fitness community. Is it filled with people, places, and things that lift you up or leave you deflated and defeated? Like, what's the point? Is it social media, news media, and devices that are divisive? Or community based in what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go? And after you do that, ask yourself the third question. What are you reading? Are you immersing yourself in books, articles, blogs that inspire, uplift, and provide information for your overall growth and well-being, whatever interests you, when your mind is happy and fed with what you enjoy, it behaves differently. It changes how you see and perceive your environment and experiences and the interactions that you have. It can be the difference of seeing a situation from what's wrong to what's right or Make what feels wrong for you feel right for you from a place of abundance and positivity rather than scarcity and negativity, which can alter your belief that change can actually happen. Because let's be frank, I know I was stuck thinking that change might not be able to happen. And some of you out there right now are stuck wondering if change can happen, looking at your situation from a position of scarcity and negativity. And you are in desperate need of a perspective shift, of a mindset shift to have you looking at your situation from a position of abundance and positivity to recognize the change that can happen for you on your journey. And the belief that change can happen is crucial when things get difficult on the road to improve fitness, believing 
that despite what others may tell you, and sometimes even what you might be telling yourself, that it's possible to improve your situation. It's possible to reduce pain, to increase energy, strength, power, endurance, that it's possible to lose weight and change your body composition. And you know what? Honestly, though I doubted it temporarily, it was my belief and my faith that ultimately fueled me in the darkest seasons. It fueled me to reach the goals that I'd set out for myself, even when most people, including several doctors, told me it couldn't be done. And then a few short months later, I had accomplished the seemingly impossible. And I got back to activities that I hadn't done in over a decade that I thought I'd have to give up forever. And without belief and faith that your goals are attainable, success is a far off fantasy. The same kind of triggers that can occur with what and who you listen to can occur to what you're reading, though with less intensity. So make sure that what you're reading is feeding your spirit and giving you information to propel you forward, to to bolster your belief and your faith that change can happen. So check in with what you're consuming with your eyes and your ears. Does it lift you up or weigh you down? And adjust accordingly. And once you've made sure your mind and your body are fed, be sure to feed your spirit. Tune in to the next episode to learn how to better address chronic pain and other barriers to optimal fitness. Continue building a foundation of fitness and increase your chances for for success in your fitness goals. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of Redefining Fitness with Sass Factor Fitness, a space where you can reconnect with yourself, restore your inner athlete, and fulfill your fitness potential after injury, illness, or other life events had other plans. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I appreciate your feedback. And until next time, this is Sin with Sass Factor Fitness reminding you to mind your matters.